0: Hello, greetings, and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have with me an actor, fitness expert, Josh Murray. Josh, welcome to the, to the broadcast.
1: Thanks, Maggie. Good to be here.
0: Well, I'm super excited about our chat today because some people look at actors and they think, you know, that you're constantly every day on the set, and we know that you have projects and times that you're there, but you also have some other things going on in your life. Uh, I know you and your beautiful wife are fitness people and enjoy that. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the different aspects of how Josh got into acting. What does coaching uh, and fitness look like, and just a cool testimony of how he decided not to uh, stay in a position of circumstances and to overcome. So I just want to encourage you guys to get this out to anybody that's watching and share it with all your friends, family, and coworkers. So Josh, good to have you here. I'm excited. I know that you have been super busy lately in the acting world. So I know you got some projects that you're not really at liberty to talk about, but you've been super busy and the word on the street is there's maybe a christmas movie coming is that right
1: yes well i just i just wrapped a couple weeks ago a christmas film on the east coast and uh i think uh it'll be coming out you know around december time you know in time for christmas and uh it's kind of my first real christmas movie. i mean you you mentioned that you had seen me in in a christmas film um but that was a little bit of um it was a very indie uh kind of off offbeat um, sort of Christmas film and, and this is kind of your classic Hallmark type you know Home for the Holidays you know Christmas cheer movie so um, it was a lot more lighthearted and feel good of a movie than I'm used to doing I tend to do uh, a, a, little, a little darker grittier films um, so it was a fun challenge to, uh, to play that
0: yeah, actually, speaking of darker, grittier films, you play the bad guys sometimes. I was <laughs> like,
1: I wow. yeah, about about half the time, about fifty percent, fifty percent, I play the bad guy, <laughs> which yeah. which I like. I like I like that I don't you know mostly just do one thing. So I, I um I, I've gotten to play some really you know some really gnarly heavies, and I've also gotten to play some heroic you know lovable characters too. So I I really you know, blessed to be able to have that that range or that variety in, in the work that I've done.
0: Yes. I seen you in and I'm having a brain fluff on the movie, but it was uh, kind of like a in time <laughs> type movie and you were more on the heroic side in that film. Oh The um, Reliant,
1: maybe the Reliant.
0: The Reliant, yes. Yeah. With uh, Kevin Sorbo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that was an intense film.
1: Yeah, the it was. Of- and that that's that's the kind of films I tend to do. Um are are pretty intense. Yeah.
0: Action packed on the edge of your seat. Um, I seen a clip from a movie that you were in and you, I think you were like a hitman or something. And I'm like, wow, Josh, you're taking those people out. And it's kind of funny because I guess as an actor, you have to kind of step into that, but it might be kind of kind of like the person that likes to go out and golf that is not a golfer, but yet you're a good guy. You're a nice guy in the real world.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think that's part of the acting challenge. I mean, I think that's probably what drew me to to going after some of those, you know, bad guy, quote unquote, roles um, <clears throat> is because uh, it just gives me, you know, it's a better acting challenge or stretch to, you know, to play something that's far removed from stuff. And it's fun to be able to do something that like you would never do in real life. You know, that's part right. of the also the fun of acting is getting to. To to access or play experiment with imagination in something that's completely removed from what you're used to being, you know.
0: Right. Yeah, because it's obvious that you, you're you very good at what you do because knowing that, you know, on this side of Josh is a really nice guy, but yet he can he can flip the switch for the acting piece. And that's probably what people are looking for in that industry. I'm not into that industry. Uh, I know teeny nibbits of it just from talking to people. But you debuted uh, nationally in a movie called Killing Lincoln. And so um, in that, is that the one, that's the one you where you were a hitman, right? You were an assassin?
1: Uh, yes, I played one of uh booth's co-conspirators lewis powell um who was the only other um the only member of the conspiracy who actually went through with the assassination attempt of seward um he didn't actually succeed in in killing him but he did stab about seven or eight people uh in the in the attempt (coughs)
0: Well, listen, I'll tell you, your bio is very impressive. And for those of you watching, make sure that you go and you read the bio here in the chat stream uh, on YouTube or whether you're watching this on Creative Motion Network and or on Soulwind TV. But Josh, I am super excited about the career that God has opened the door for you. But you weren't always into acting, right?
1: No, no, I'm I'm not one of those people who can say like, uh, I knew since I was four years old that I wanted to be an actor. I didn't actually... Uh, Even think about acting until college, and um, it wasn't something that I thought of doing professionally. It was just like, well, it'd be kind of wouldn't it be hilarious if I did some acting, you know? Um, And it wasn't until I was, you know, down the road a few years of doing acting as a hobby that I really decided to pursue it seriously and start doing it professionally. Um, But uh, part of the reason that I was um, kind of motivated or or my interest was piqued in pursuing it was I was having a lot of health issues at the time. And a lot of my hobbies, um, like fitness that I was into, I had to give up, I stopped playing soccer, I stopped lifting weights, uh, because I was dealing a lot of chronic pain. And uh, I was looking for something to kind of be an escape, something that I could do, take my mind off and just spend my free time doing. Um, And that was part of the reason why, I, you know, decided to explore acting was it was something I could do that wasn't physically demanding necessarily.
0: You know, you mentioned your health problems and I really want to dig deep there because so many people, including myself, has dealt with chronic health issues and it stops people from being able to pursue uh, the calling on their life or the things that they love and they're passionate about. And so now we know because you have this fitness thing going on now that you definitely did some overcoming in that area. Can you share about that?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Like I said, I was really into fitness and um, very active uh, in my teen years. And then uh, as I started to, you know, as I started college and getting into college, I started to develop these chronic health issues, a lot of pain uh, systemically um, to the point where um, <clears throat> I, I had to start just giving up the things I like to do in my life. I stopped playing music. I stopped playing soccer. I stopped working out. Um, I stopped, you know, just being active, which I really love to do. And uh you know, that's, again, part of the reason I, I, I started, you know, expo- exploring acting was I could just, you know, I could go and sit, sit down and talk and, and kind of just explore the mind. But uh, it was very, it was very depressing and frustrating for many years. And it was very, you know, it was very traumatic when you're in pain all the time, year after year, it really wears on your mental health too. And um, I had a lot of mental, emotional health issues in my 20s as well. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just actually shared recently my, my story on transformation and I, I talked about it in three phases and, and one was kind of like complacent, like three phases was complacency, hopelessness, um, and, and w- the first was like just kind of giving up, like giving ground to it, you know, mm-hmm. saying like, okay, well, it hurts when I do this. So, you know, I can't do this anymore. And I would go to the doctor and they'd be like, well, you know, we think maybe you have this and you know, we'll give you this pill and um, it's not, you know, you just, you have to manage it or like there's not really a cure. And so I just kind of like allowed it to like sort of box me in, in my life. Uh, and, yeah. and then it got to a point where it was just, I couldn't get up any more ground. I, I was at my job one day and uh, I worked in, I, in computers. And I was working at the keyboard and my hands were hurting so much. I literally just couldn't will myself to keep typing anymore. And I just remember looking at my hands and thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to be like unemployed if this keeps up. And, and I just felt like I'm, I can't like ignore this issue anymore and I can't tolerate this issue anymore. But I also at that point felt hopeless. Like I've, I've tried things, you know, and, and, and it's, it hasn't really been any solution. So I just don't feel that I, I don't believe that like I can change really, or, or I doubt I have a lot of doubts that I can change, you know, was how I felt at the time. And, uh, even when I decided, okay, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. I'm going to take responsibility for it. There was a season where no matter what I tried, I just couldn't seem to find any answers. I couldn't seem to make any headway and it felt like there it was going to be forever. It just felt like I was always just cause who I am. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, eventually, um, i i got to that part of desperation uh was what i what i kind of decided to to describe that third phase is is desperation where it was like i'm not going to settle like i just got to the point where i just it burned a certain level of determination in me that i said you know i don't care what it takes like i'm not going to settle for this um and so that was where I, I developed a commitment that it's like, it's not a question of if I can get better, it's a question of when and how. Um, and it was about a 10 year process, you know, uh, for me, cause I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't even have like, I didn't even have a clue about who to talk to. Um, to really find my did you way but... about
0: holistic medicine at any time, because I know medical doctors and I'm not hating on the medical community because there are a time and a place for, you know, Western medicine, but I, I have found more personally, I found more relief within the holistic realm uh, and things like that. So you probably, I, I I can totally relate to what you're saying. There are times where, yeah. you know, I'll tell my body, you will get up and, you know, you will not lay here. Yeah. You will get up and you will do what you need to do. And so what, what all did you do along that journey of ten? years to get to the point was, uh, was it primarily nutrition or fitness? Share with us.
1: Yeah. Um, so I did, I did, it took me some years to really find some holistic practitioner that was helpful. Um, and they were definitely helpful. They approached it more holistically rather than trying to treat a symptom, uh, which is, I think is a really important paradigm. Uh, but Mm -hmm. you know, Maggie, it really came down to just like I said, taking personal responsibility uh, for my own health, um, and knowing that like I had to participate in the process, yeah. and I had to be willing to change. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I think the majority of problems with healthcare is that they are predicated on this idea that people can't change, and so we need to just do something to treat the way that they live. And really, if you want to be healthy, if you want to change, if you want to, if you want to heal, if you want to have transformation, then you have to be willing to change. Um, And so it was partly was just me coming to the place of surrender that I was going to be willing to let go of these ideas that I was clinging to that, like, well, I can't give up this. And I choose to live this way, you know, and I wasn't ever reckless with my health. I never smoked cigarettes. I didn't really drink alcohol. Um, I wasn't, uh, you know, stuffing my face with junk food all the time but there was a lot of things that i had to let go that i thought were perfectly reasonable and normal but i had to recognize that like if i really want to change that everything has to be on the table
0: wow and that's a huge commitment and look at you now i mean you got this whole fitness gig thing going on so obviously what you did working. So are you still dealing with pain and, and just managing it, uh, holistically, or are you healed or where are you at with that? If you don't mind sharing.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, there are, there are patterns and there are like impacts, um, in your life, you know, that come from really, you know, catastrophic or long-term, uh, you know, problems that you deal with. Um, so I, I don't want to pretend like it's all you know perfection and hunky dory roses and, but- right. and butterflies. Um, but I, I would say, you know, from the experience that I had, you know, in my early 20s where it was, it was really bad, um, I, I, I it's night and day, and, and I don't really have any of the fundamental issues that I was dealing with. They do not, uh, really affect me or control me. And, and, uh, you know, if I were to, you know, sort of regress into certain things, whether that be emotionally or physically, um, I have of course the same susceptibility to sort of break down in the similar ways. Um, but as, as I continue to, you know, deal with, um, the, uh, you know, As I continue to walk out, the things that I know to do, um, I have an incredible amount of energy, vitality, freedom, um, and capacity, um, which, which I'm very, very blessed for, that that most people don't have. So I, I look at where I was, was like way below the bar, or like even norm, normalcy, and now I'm way above normal. So, um, it, you know, we're all human, we all have you know, some degree of like brokenness and imperfection. Um, but, right. and I'm always working on it. And that's part of what I believe in transformation is that transformation is never done. It's a lifelong journey. So mm-hmm. I'm always looking to continue to improve, continuing to grow, continuing to heal. Um, but uh, no, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not plagued by the same issues that I used to be anymore.
0: So exciting to hear because yeah. so many people, in your situation, Josh, would just throw in the towel and go, okay, this is just the way it is. And they would yeah. conform to that. And then their identity, you know, our identity is huge in what we believe, you know? I mean, I know I dealt with identity issues early on and it can be a, a, a shift and a challenge to break past that and know that regardless that we are going to be okay and every day is new and we get to this opportunity to do this thing that we call life. And, you know, this side of heaven, with my goodness, we're going to go through trials and tribulations it's very true. We see that throughout the word of God and we know that, but uh, I love overcoming stories. That's why we kind of went there, Josh, and I appreciate you being yeah. so transparent because it's, it is an overcomer story.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, love, I love talking about it. And it's part of the reason why I got involved with health coaching is that um, I love, I love acting. I love art. I love what I do uh, primarily, but um, I think that, you know, my, position or my opportunities, my platforms, what have you, uh, to talk are always opportunities for something, you know, deeper than just entertainment. And, yes. um, you know, we talk about identity. That's something that I talk to people a lot about with coaching because people come and they say, you know, well, I'm the kind of person who, <laughs> who does this, you know, or they'll say like, you know, I'm a diabetic. And I'm like, those things are not your identity. You know, those are obstacles, maybe that you're facing challenges that you're dealing with right now. Those are, um, you know, patterns and habits that you've gotten into, but those are not who you are. And those things can be changed.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So, so let's talk a little bit about your coaching, because I know that you and and well, first, before we talk about that, I want to talk yeah. about the feature, the feature film that you just uh, pr- produced, the gym rat. And so yeah. I'm thinking about here's a guy that is a health coach and definitely into fitness, but yet yeah, you did this movie. So real quick, before we shift into the health coaching, share a, bit, a little bit about gym rat, when it's coming out, when we can see it and so forth, because the plot looks really good.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm very excited for Jimra. It's been years in the making. Uh, it's my first time as a as a as a primary lead producer on a feature film, and uh, it's very it's very challenging. It's very it's been a long road, and, but it's exciting, um, and we're getting close towards the end. We are in editing right now. Um, I need to raise a little bit more fu- finishing funds to get through post, uh, but we we have the editor working on it, and uh, I'm expecting to have you know a finished cut. In the next few months so we're, we're getting towards towards the light at the end of the tunnel here on this project but gym rat is uh the story is basically about a about a fitness freak who's just gotten out of prison and he has these delusions of being the next mr olympia and that's when he gets this job working for a crazy maniacal gym owner and, and the chaos ensues so it's a it's a it's a thriller um it's got some dark humor in there for sure Uh, but, uh, it was speaking of, you know, my health journey, it was a cool full circle because I was into, I was really into and interested in weightlifting and strength training when I was young. And then I had to give it up for a decade because of the health issues. And, uh, to, you know, to play this role, um, I had already gotten back into weightlifting. I had gotten strong again. I was very happy about that, but this forced me to take it to the next level. So I put on about 25 pounds of muscle mass for this, this movie to play a bodybuilder. And uh, so I really went, pushed myself all out for months and months and months uh, to build up for this. And it was really just a, it was a cool, it was a cool moment and a cool like satisfaction to be able to push myself to that level after all I'd been through. Um, and to uh, you know, to meet that challenge and be like, wow, I can, I can do this, you know?
0: I love that. I love that. It's, you know, there's a, uh, theme throughout scripture that tells us that the things that the enemy means for harm, God turns around for good. And that is what I see in your story, because here you were struggling and battling the health conditions, thinking that you might not ever look weights again. And yet here, yeah. not only are you overcome that, but you were in a position where you were able to produce and start a film that focuses on that exact thing that you thought you were going to lose. So it is a yeah. full circle well, kind of thing.
1: Spe- speaking of of not, you know not lifting weights again, I um I had this weight set that I bought as a teenager, Maggie, and it was like a like a powerlifting uh, barbell set, you know, just old 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 school steel iron, you know. Uh, and my dad, I had it in the garage, and when I was young and I started you know having these health issues, my dad told me like, why don't you sell your weight set? Because he's like, you know, you're not going to be able to, to lift it. Um, you're not going to be able to, you know, use it anymore. He's like, you should just sell it. And I said, no, I'm not going to sell it. And I am going to lift it again. And I'm not getting rid of it until I do. And, uh, I, I had them like literally years and years. And he brought it up a few times. This is not to knock my dad. I mean, it sounded reasonable. Uh, but he kept saying, you know, you should get rid of the weights, you know, you're just taking up space in the garage. Uh, and eventually I moved out of the house and I took them with me and I had them in my next place, my next garage. And I just always kept them with me. They were rusting in the garage for this these ten years, you know. And uh, eventually, I got I got healed. I got whole again. they got strong, and I, I lifted them. And I use. You'll see when you watch this movie in the prison. Uh, I'm lifting these old rusty weight set, and those weights in the movie is that same barbell set that I bought as a teenager. And oh, I'm lifting, goodness. you know, like two hundred something pounds and uh, throwing weight I around, love you know. That. So. Yeah,
0: I love that, Josh. That is incredible. Well, listen, in addition to the acting and your health coach, so share a little bit about your practice of health coaching. So if someone out there is like, I need to work with someone, uh, I'm yeah. assuming you also do virtual and things like that.
1: Yeah. So I, I primarily use a, a, a health program, a medically designed uh, health program that's very affordable, very accessible for anyone. And uh, it's it's great because it allows me to work one-on-one with people uh, help them to get a breakthrough, to help them uh, stay accountable, um, but also have a great support system with nutrition and community and uh, and, t- and training and whatnot. I also will occasionally do one-on one custom coaching where we can go a little bit more in depth and more advanced if people you know want to do that as well. But it all boils down to basically mindset. So I'm not a personal trainer. I love fitness. I can give people input on fitness, but uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a personal trainer. What I do is really help people to basically navigate their life, their, their mentality, their mindset around health and to get them you know uh, to overcome. because uh, most people know things that they should be doing, but they don't know how to get themselves to do them. Uh, okay. And so what coaching is really about is like let's figure out what's holding you back. Let's figure out what you really want and let's figure out how to get you there.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. It's so important in the day and age that we live in because people need the accountability. It's a huge piece to life and success. I have people pouring into me and I'm pouring into people and we, we just do better together. So real quick, you mentioned uh, I know you played some musical instruments. Are you actively playing those gifts and talents now?
1: Um, yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I, I do, um, I don't play it as much as I'd like, or as much as I used to. Um, but, uh, it's always, it's always something that I love and enjoy. And in fact, um, I, I, you know, I play some Irish, Irish flute and and whistle and, and that's great because they're portable. So I usually throw them in my suitcase when I travel. So I have something to do, uh, for fun when I'm on set. Uh, but, uh, I, I've played piano since I was a kid and, um, where I was at this resort where we filmed the Christmas movie. They had grand pianos everywhere, They're just like all over the resort. So some days when I was like waiting or just kind of kicking around, uh, not needed on set, I would just sit down at the piano and play. And I'd have, you know, a few people would gather around or, you know, kind of linger and listen and um, give give them a little mini concert. So <laughs> it's, it. fun. it's fun. It. In fact, I got one of the sets we actually filmed on, um, the the room actually had a piano in it. And so I played a little Christmas jingle, uh, the Christmas carol while, while we were on set. And uh, I'm going to have to, I'm going to post that when I, when we recorded it. So I'm going to post that when we get ready to release the film.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I love Christmas films. I could watch them all day long. I mean, get, get some hot cocoa and it is on. So listen, Josh, if you could leave the audience with the key, what would that key be? Um, The,
1: the key would be, that you are capable of more than you know um, that you were created with the ability to be transformed, to be pliable. You know, scientists call it neuroplasticity. Your brain has the capability of changing its, its, uh, its structure. Um, And uh, there are ways that you can change physically. You can change mentally. And of course you can transform spiritually. Um, You can't transform yourself spiritually without, without the Lord. Um, but, uh, you can participate in every plane of who you are in transformation, but you have to be willing to, uh, to willing to change because nobody, not even God can change you if you refuse to, uh, be willing to be changed.
0: Amen. So it starts with your will.
1: It starts with your will to be moldable and to, to, to willing to surrender to change Uh, and good change. That's, that's transformation. So.
0: I love it. I love it. I love the whole transformation. I've got another fitness coach. uh, Paula Fuller is a fitness or she's a health coach, health and wellness coach. And so everybody on here has been resonating with what you're saying. Uh, Susan Carter from the Gap House of Prayer saying good words. So I usually don't interact and keep it kind of fluid over there uh, with with people and comments. But I just wanted to share that and encourage you, Josh. I want to thank you for taking time to be with me today. I know in Cali, it is super early. So I appreciate you getting up to share with me. And we look forward um, to seeing what God's doing in your life through all these projects and uh, so forth. So thank you so much.
1: You're welcome, Maggie. It's great to talk to you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Y'all, we'll see you here next time on Keys to Your Best Life. Make sure you go and follow uh, Josh. He's on all the platforms as Josh Murray, uh, actor. And make sure you check out some of these films. A couple of them, though, you're going to be like... (laughs) I'm looking forward to the Christmas movie because I'm a softy kind of girl so thank you Josh, God bless you guys we'll see you next time